As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Parts Talk. Today we have Administrator, Accountant and Warranty Officer Doris Gwen. Doris takes us behind the scenes away from the customary after-sale service. She explains her role in the dealership and ultimately her contribution to the customer experience. Please remember to like, share and download this podcast. You will find the full video of this interview on my YouTube channel Parts Manager Professional. If you like what you hear and would like to hear more, you can make a donation using the information in the description. So let's get right into it welcome to my program doris and um first of all i'd like to like for you to introduce yourself tell us all about yourself and your experiences sure uh, my name is doris wing and i've been working with i guess in the auto industry since i graduated university <laughs> i just kind of stumbled upon the auto industry and uh i've been there ever since it's been like i guess seven years now Seven years in the auto industry. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, in, in what capacity? Um, let's see. I mean, I started in the service department. Yeah, I started in the service department doing warranty and like BDC, so call center stuff. And then an opportunity kind of arose to go to accounting, which okay. is where, I, and then so I went into there and just kind of like learned as much as I could. And I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's uh, in in Toyota philosophy. It's called continuous improvement because you're yeah, never you're never the same. It, things are always evolving in the auto industry, and the way mm. they do things, you know, it it, yeah. it evolves, and we have to innovate, as they say. But um, yeah. tell, give us a little more of the background work, the work you did while in the service department. I'm in the service department. I mean, I process a lot of the warranty claims. Okay. So um, it was, I mean, uh, and then I kind of like supported BDC with call centers, cashing out people. So, you know, you got 
face-to-face interaction and then also right. like phone interaction but then also warranty was just processing like paperwork that way so it was similar to accounting in terms of like figuring out what's over under and all that stuff right and so it was mostly that <laughs> when i was in the service or service department but even then i learned as much as i could mm-hmm. I, I guess i just naturally wanted to like know, know more about it because i didn't know anything about the auto industry when i started <laughs> yeah yeah like i did not have a car I don't okay. understand. I did not even know what warranty was <laughs> <laughs> or what pertained to like what is warranty, under warranty yeah. and out of warranty and all that stuff. So like I, it was like just learning everything. And I'm just yeah. like, this is opportunity. Just learn. Just learn everything. Learn everything. And like the department or I mean, I guess the auto group that I was with, they had um, shadow days where you could like go and shadow people in different departments. So that's yeah. what I did, too. I'm just like, mm-hmm. sign me up. <laughs> so, I mean, I sat with the parts department. I sat with the detail, like went to see detail, went to see accounting too. This was before um, I went to accounting um, and just kind of like learned everything because I didn't really know what it was all about. I didn't know how it was structured. Yeah. I mean, I do now, you know, after after like seven years. But uh, yeah, that's how it started. And that's, that's where we're at. <laughs> okay. Um BDC, a lot of people would like to know it stands for Business Development Center. Yeah. That right. So yeah. <laughs> so, so so that role would um it's more like appointments, gathering appointments, calling persons, letting them know, letting them know that their maintenance is due and all those stuff. Well, for now we have text messages and emails and reminders and yeah. an appointment. <laughs> but um at that point, do we do we do you still do they still use that concept in calling people or it's just they just allow the technology to take its course i think i think there's a lot i mean like i think it also depends on um the customer base yeah so like if they're more comfortable like i think it's better to have different modes of communication okay uh, and like you know whatever is available and then kind of go from there so right now there is a lot of phone calls still but there's a lot of like online you know like speak to a person kind of thing like through Mm. the website there's a lot of text messaging there's a lot of that so there's a lot of integration of new technology and new programs and like new kind of like procedures and stuff like that so which is like really good i i I find it's really exciting (laughs) i i like having like like different modes of communication with people and like so i think it's better to like continue the relationship with customers but then also um to uh, like reach out to new customers too yeah right like the new like kind of like base of customers or potential customers business i mean there's a business right so they're trying to build business but then also maintain business so Mm -hmm. no (laughs) yeah 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 but tell us more um during your your tenure is seven years. Seven years is quite a, a long time to be in the in the auto industry, believe it or not, because the turnover. Yeah, the turnover. <laughs> you're now a veteran. <laughs> Am I? Like, yeah, I don't at feel some like dealerships, that. depending on how they're performing, it, the turnover is quite high. That is if they're oh. they're operating without a strategic plan moving forward on all these things, and if they're they're sales centric, they only concentrate on selling cars, right, and not the overall the overview of the business itself to get all departments synchronized as one and moving towards a particular goal that seems to be the the drawback to a lot of the dealerships especially those that don't operate within like the fur the top 10 or the top 20 of right. the number of yeah. dealerships 
you know, who are operating within a, within a specific geographical region. But mm-hmm. how, during your tenure, how have you seen, how has operations changed um, during your time? For me, I guess, I, I mean, from an accounting perspective, I would say, like from accounting, there's not that much change because right. there's not a lot of technology or new programs and everything like that. But like, I think in terms of the auto, like the dealerships, it's become very, like it's fast paced. Like the pace is becoming quicker and quicker. You have to adapt, yeah. right? And so like, like implementing, you know, uh, being able to work from home, implementing like sharing like information between mm-hmm. departments or like um, communicating between departments. Cause now let's say like uh, our call center reps aren't on site anymore. They're at home. Yeah. <laughs> so now you you know and they have to communicate with different departments and different people so like yeah. i think being able to do that and like communicate information i guess quicker than you know putting the customer on hold and walking over <laughs> is like <laughs> that, that's kind of you kind of you can't do that anymore right, right? or right. you can like i mean even email now sometimes email now you can't really depend on that all the time because <laughs> it's not as fast as like um having a chat having like an online kind of like chat group with the coworkers and stuff. So I think that has been, I think the most significant change is like the amount of time. So like, I mean, customers are like getting busier, we're getting busier. So I understand the, like the value of time has become like much more now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And uh, certainly COVID, (laughs) COVID has forced a lot of us to innovate especially from a, a business aspect. Um, it has allowed pe- persons to stay at home, work from home, and then yeah. they have to integrate and innovate as they go along in order to yeah. synchronize everyone, I as I mentioned before. So I think it's both good and bad, bad in the concept that we, we, we can get sick, but, um, but maybe good, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, good in the notion think- that it has pulled people out of the, out of the box thinking, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? Yeah, For them like to, I, yeah to be cohesive the audio industry like COVID has really become a catalyst for a lot of those changes because like a lot of other industries they've had that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. right like infrastructure to work from home and like to kind of like collaborate like virtually like this right but um I found maybe not all the dealerships are on board to some of the new stuff (laughs) or they're slow to change and so COVID has kind of like become a catalyst to kind of you have to adapt you kind of have to adapt or like you know we face people getting sick people like things like that or things kind of like breaking down so you kind of have to you have to learn (laughs) yeah you have to because certain things like i remember using vpn right Uh but this was when back when i was a manager but those opportunities were only available to, to persons at a particular level in the dealerships right mm-hmm. so now uh, working vpn using vpn working from home scenario has yeah. been extended to um to the staff to other staff members I right but so. the technology yeah. has always been there it's just that mm-hmm. certain, it's just utilizing yes, it. yeah they, they were <laughs> utilizing it and they didn't think mm-hmm. that it would have been helpful um to mm-hmm. a lot of people down the line that's that's where i see how slow some of the dealerships are in terms of you know, innovation just yeah. you know just innovating just moving forward just thinking outside the box just doing a lot of things differently um mm-hmm. too many yeah, people no, are just I, yeah too many I people agree. are just comfortable mm-hmm. with, with where they are 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like, I think with um, the people that I've worked with, like, you can tell, like, there is, like, a sense of, like, they're comfortable, like, there's something that they're comfortable with and they're, yeah. they use all the time or whatever, but then, like, I think it's just introducing new concepts or, mm-hmm. like, new methods, new programs. I mean, with accounting, there is not that much innovation in terms of, like, accounting. You're accounting for everything anyway, yeah. right? Like, it's either the dollars in, out, net, you know, like, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I find accounting doesn't have that that kind of like push for change all that much. Right. Right. And I mean, I think like on a on a, I guess operation level, like um, you know, sales department and service and parts, like they have all of the like the newer programs. They're like implementing new things, implementing new procedures, like standard procedures and everything. But with accounting, you're just kind of like we work kind of in the past too. Like even now, just recently, like we're still working on the previous month, even though it is now July. We're still working. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You have to reconcile and close off. Yeah. Yeah. So we tend to work in the past a lot. (laughs) And it kind of, I, I, to me, I think it kind of reflects how slow the accounting like programs and everything are to change. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we're just accounting for like numbers, dollars, units sold and like all that stuff. But like, it, it is difficult. Like what I see is like, um, you know, like the parts department will say, this is supposed to be charged to this. Yeah. But they don't know where it is. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, but like, how much is it to this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, um, so there's kind of like that thing where it's communicating between that stuff, because instead of back and forth being like, yes, but like, what do you really mean? It's more trying to explain, like, kind of like, to, kind of explain it to them so then they kind of understand from an accounting perspective and then also like the mm-hmm. parts department or the sales department or yeah yeah like all yeah, the it it, it, yeah. it boils down to the individual if they um if they understand the how all departments intertwine with each other because from a, an accounting standpoint you mentioned that you're working in the past to catch up at all times right but that's also a good thing because <laughs> you know you 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 that's where auditing comes in so you will see if there's any yeah. discrepancies mm-hmm. that were done and if they were following the processes, which is also yeah. important, right? Because um, other dealerships I've worked with, they've, they've had someone in charge of compliance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And compliance, <laughs> yeah, the, the compliance officer will pick up everything. It's more like yeah, a, yeah. an internal mm-hmm. auditor and they will pick up if you know, anything is going on between the parts department and the sales department, if, if persons are undermining the warranty processes and all these things. So mm-hmm. it, is, it is really an important aspect. Right. So even though you're working in the past, it is actually a good thing to catch up, to catch anything, any discrepancies that has that has taken place or to yeah. see, you know, or to track breadcrumbs. <laughs> That's yeah, what I call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's a trend. It, it yeah. is working in the past, but then it's also kind of like being able to like see the trends. Right. Yes. And to report to be like, OK, like we can kind of veer a little bit this way, veer a little bit that way to be yeah. like faster or more efficient or like better for the customer like for the business and everything but it, yeah like a lot of it is like oh wait this is you know and then like asking questions I think accounting tends to ask a lot the most questions like, <laughs> yes yes and, uh, yeah. and, ser- <laughs> and like, service department yes. service department gets annoyed always yeah I I look uh, as someone who started in service I have seen it <laughs> both ways <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like I mean like I'm, I'm like I mean I work with the sales department too and, and everything so I'm just like I can I see it both ways i can see why it's kind of annoying i that is like there's a little frustrating sometimes when 
they're asking things about stuff that happened like I'm like yeah I don't know I sent an email did I send an email you know like that kind of thing to explain because I'm like for for accounting like we have vendors that we have to like pay bills to yeah. <laughs> as well right like but then we also have to work with the dealerships that like are actually face to face with some of these vendors like you yeah. know our set like our tinting businesses and everything and so it's a lot of like we will pay the bill we just don't know which department is supposed to be expensed to <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Every, so everything goes to a particular account yeah yeah it's it's a it's a juggle because you also don't want to put it to the wrong account and then you know then you have to like make adjustments and stuff yeah. like it's better to kind of try to figure out the first time and put it in in the right like allocate it correctly the first time as opposed to later and then that kind of thing but right. i i think um like like i i think like what it's easier to like maybe be on site and like speak, be able to speak with like, you know, the department heads, like department managers and like all that stuff to kind of like, so then we get answers at the time as opposed to when we see it at the end of the month. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then like, it's a lot of waiting game where you're just like, where, where, where did it come from? And then the department, you know, like the department will be like, let me get back to you. <laughs> and like to kind of like, catch up where it is and we're like okay so what department is it supposed to go to who's using this like expense kind of thing mm -hmm. so it's a lot of that i think like if we're able to like communicate quicker more efficiently but then also support the departments to be like if you know like if you want to like have like this new thing like just kind of like write it down explain it so then accounting knows where it's supposed to go oh, so accounting yeah. can like allocate it correctly instead of having to always kind of like where did this come from <laughs> right and so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah which which leads me to my next question to you what um what were some of the biggest challenges you faced um well working at a dealership i mean i guess from what i've seen and i guess what we also kind of discussed a couple a couple points before it's um it's a lot of it is the waiting game it's like following up a lot of it is following up yeah so we're kind of waiting where where did this come from well like why did we pay it this way and not this way where where is this supposed to go like um like being able to find like track the breadcrumbs right to, to figure out like where it's supposed to actually go where expenses are where money even is we're like okay we collected this money but where is it supposed to go is <laughs> yeah. so um is something that I find is the I see the most. We a lot of it is uh, from an accounting perspective is just kind of like trying to account for everything. Like things just kind of float up to the top, mm -hmm. which is I guess sometimes I think you know like um, accounting can figure it out, but like accounting sometimes is not wasn't there that day, so accounting doesn't know why we mm -hmm. spent this <laughs> right. or why we collected this money, right? And so like I think being able to like communicate with the other departments to like to like kind of pass on information that is useful or like, that's important yeah. or like accounting to kind of like follow up or like to proceed with their stuff right I mean I think um the challenges of like accounting has been like closing the books and everything used to take like a week two weeks sometimes like some yeah. some dealerships I've heard like two weeks to to close the previous month mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. And like, and I, I think a lot of it is because we're just kind of waiting to like, okay, we need answers. We'll wait. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But like, I find um, what's happening is that 
we need the answers faster and faster and quicker and quicker. So then like we can close and report like, you know, earnings and everything earlier than two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so like, I, I think like um, the, like being able to support the departments and like to kind of show them that it's, it's not like we're asking because we're, we, we just want to know. It's more like it's asking because we have to report. We have to kind of like pass on the information too, to, to, mm-hmm operational managers and all that stuff and so yeah like I, that, that's like the biggest the like the biggest the kind of um challenge i think from the accounting perspective of yeah. uh, the dealership level <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because um and every time the system changes if they move from so for instance they move from um adp to a reynolds on reynolds or a, or to an automated system then accounting has to transfer all their accounting um, files and their journals and everything and update mm-hmm. and then they have to reconcile again and it's yeah. it's it's really tedious yeah so a lot of people don't somebody's got to do it right <laughs> yeah so, exactly <laughs> someone's got to do it <laughs> yeah i know you're absolutely correct someone has to do it yeah. someone definitely has to do it but um in terms of the, the challenges you encountered um what were some of the strategies you used well personally from your from your standpoint Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I found being, um, uh, which I mean, it's the whole like work-life balance too, but like being available to the other departments, like being able to support the other departments, like mm-hmm. if they have a question, they don't know where it's supposed to go to right. call or, or e- email or, you know, in the, our, we have like a group kind of chat thing yeah. on all, all of our computers, like to just kind of like say, Hey, where am I supposed to go with this? Or what account do you want to, you know? Mm-hmm. put this to or what what the vendor number customer number or, or vendor number that we're supposed to like charge this to like being able to kind of like answer those questions kind of like live at or not live but like kind of um like at the time like when there's like a customer standing in front of the service advisor or there's yeah. you know a body shop standing in front of the parts department like being able to kind of like provide them that information at the time i think really helps accounting but then also helps the parts department like later down the line because they already kind of know we don't have to then at the end of the month we don't have to like go back and be like hey do you remember at the beginning of the month you talked to this one body shop person like what what's their name like you know like was what's their address because their address is like incorrect or there's a discrepancy there type of thing so like i think being able to and, and also just kind of like uh, communicating with them, like, oh, I, I, we need this because of this, or maybe pro- setting up kind of procedures that will kind of help the other departments. Like I found helping them will help accounting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So like supporting the other departments will also support, like it, it helps accounting in the end. So like if we can kind of like maybe set up like um, accounting, like, like little accounts that explain what it is, like this is for office supplies. right or like um this is for you know like this kind of expense or that kind of expense instead of just like a number which doesn't mean anything to the other departments but mean a lot to uh accounting i think kind of like adding in that extra programming to explain what it is will help the other departments and then also ultimately help accounting kind of like account for everything (laughs) right instead of like having to wait having to kind of like ask and then also relying on the other departments to provide those answers when we need it. But then mm-hmm. when they need answers, it's all, there's like this delay kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to see the whole picture. So the yeah. process from like car comes in or 
potential customer comes into the showroom, what happens to from when the customer comes in to when they do a turnover and like actually get a, like the deposit, right? Like yeah. to, for accounting, we just see, okay, there's deposit, 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 licensing, that's it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like where's yeah. the funding? Okay, cool. Yeah. It all adds up. Perfect. Close. Like, you know, right. Like, but we don't see. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What happens from when the customer came in, came in to yeah. the deposit, to mm. they purchase an extended warranty, to yeah. they want accessories, to, um, you know, then like delivery day for the cars. For the cars, so yeah. Like, yeah, for, you know, like their first car and you like accounting doesn't see all of that. Mm-hmm. We like know of it. <laughs> Like, well, only a few persons, it. only a few persons know of it because you have that one yeah. individual who comes in, goes straight to their desk, turn their computer on, and and then that's it. They, they, there's no, there's never been any awareness of what takes place around the back. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess it's like it is true. Part of it is like you want. It's like the want to know and like to be proactive. Yeah. But I think it's it, it really like I found it really helped like understand everything like the whole picture the whole, because yeah. accounting we see everything but we don't actually see like all of the like like all the individual steps that came to everything right right and so like i mean we kind of see like an overview of of um like all the departments together right but um i, I think being able to see into shadow all those separate departments helps like um the accounting department kind of like speak like sales language and like speak service language and speak the part language so then like we also kind of (laughs) understand each other yeah (laughs) right but um yeah so like i really appreciated that i liked having like as from an accounting perspective being able to go and like see like how that like you know how that stuff happens how the deposits come in and how they're recorded what happens (laughs) right but then I think like um, being able to like for the other departments to see how, what accounting does, because sometimes they just see, well, I mean, we have this extra money. Accounting can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like they can figure out where to put it. Right. And I'm just like, yes, but like, uh, like uh, but it's money allocated to your department. So you're res- like, you tell me where you want to keep this money. <laughs> right. Like this extra money or, or that type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I tangent a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But um, now that we're moving into a, a ever-changing market, um, COVID has some has some somewhat forced us to 
to be yeah. a lot more innovative. I keep using that word, but I it, I can't help but emphasize that we need to be very, very innovative. Uh, how should we be prepared for ever-changing market? Since now that we, I think we have, we have gotten the experience from this. So how, what we do, we, what do we do going forward? I got COVID year two, which is kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, from accounting, it's, yeah, I think to, from like just accounting perspective, it, it seems pretty uh, just kind of similar. You, like a lot of it is, again, we're working in the past. We're trying to kind of like catch all of those things, but then also trying to see the trends. And now the trends we would be able to see is like six months down the line, but now it's almost like a month daily because yeah. of like kind of COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have so less like, You have less to work with. No, You do, you really yeah. do. So like, I think that kind of like naturally creates the sense of like, okay, we need to like be able to like kind of like account for everything faster and like more like quickly <laughs> be because we can't see that far ahead anymore. Yeah. Right. And so I think right now it's like very hard. I mean, I like it's yeah, like right now it's really hard to be able to see because no one has ever really experienced this kind of like everyone talks about um like industry kind of like upset you know like there's there's like that like kind of like that new innovation that kind of really forces everybody to like take note and like adapt but this is like something like covid has kind of affected everyone across the board so it's not just the sales department or like service department it is like everybody and it's not just the auto industry at the service level dealership level it's like corporate like the corporate like you know like brands and it's everything so i i think being able to kind of like know where the dealership stands at any time or like a little bit earlier maybe not even like at the end of the month anymore it's like we kind of need to be able to see and make decisions or be able to like kind of report to the operating managers like on like in the middle of the month or like near the end of the month so then they can make um i guess decisions <laughs> that yeah. like drive the company right and so like i, I yeah like that's hard it's it's hard <laughs> Right now, it's like something we've never seen before. I've never seen before in all my time. I don't know where we will be, (laughs) but I think it's just, you know, rolling with the punches and being adaptive. So like being open to like those new kind of like concepts that are coming out, being open to like new ways of communicating with customers, communicating with um, like, um, you know, coworkers and like kind of... uh, being transparent like with like the procedures and all that stuff like that's like new that we kind of have to now (laughs) because you can't just wait and or you can't just like send an email and just kind of wait for them or like kind of right like you kind of almost have to help them too like help them help you (laughs) right yeah but have you have you worked with uh with different systems in accounting i mean like for the I mean, dealer, man- dealer management systems I'm talking about, because, mm-hmm. you know, in here in Canada, Reynolds on Reynolds is very popular as mm-hmm. with um, CDK. But uh, have you have you ever work- worked with any of them? Uh, I mean, I've worked I've been exposed to CDK. Uh, we've I've personally worked with just Reynolds, but then there's also like um, other accounting programs that are right. like kind of outside of the um, the auto industry because they're yeah. like, pretty specific to the auto industry and yeah. they, they do. They do, there are accounting elements for it, but like if you start 
kind of like having to implement like a, a separate payroll system. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we do, sometimes we do have third party payroll like systems or their programs <laughs> right. that you kind of have to adapt to, or you have to kind of communicate between this third party versus AD, like, you know, like, um, like Reynolds. Right. And so you kind of have to be able to integrate both of them. So mm-hmm. they're like, like kind of like transferring the information from Reynolds to the third party and the other party to Reynolds. Right. And if they're not fully integrated, like you're able to kind of like upload and files, then uh, that's when the accounting comes in and manually has to enter and affect all of the accounts and, and uh, employee numbers and like all that stuff to kind of like make them kind of communicate. Yeah. <laughs> so make the third party and Reynolds communicate. Right. So like right. that happens a lot, <laughs> not all the time, but like, it, like it, it does like there's like that facet of accounting that again like people don't really other deal like the dealer departments don't really see all the time is that like if we have a third party payroll then and it doesn't speak and communicate with Reynolds then yeah. it is the accounting person who has to like you know third party a is Reynolds b and you have to kind of slowly integrate them yeah integrate them or if we have like um, a separate account, like accounting reporting system. So uh, we, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a third party one where like, let's say the uh, corporate, like the dealership group kind of uses when like a new dealership kind of comes in, they have to kind of communicate, even though we are on Reynolds, we have to be able to communicate on, on their system too. Yeah. And so it's a lot of like, now you have to kind of like, you know, accounting one, like like account 1a over here in Reynolds is not mm-hmm. 1a it's 110 in the, you know, the, <laughs> in the yeah right? yeah so yeah. it's a lot of that so like when when the programs don't communicate it's the accounting clerks that yeah. have to kind of like be the bridge <laughs> yeah 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 so, yeah. so you see so i've mentioned i've mentioned over and over on on this program that's mm-hmm. Customers walk into a walk into a facility. They walk into a dealership, and you see all the bells and whistles, and you know yeah. the ergonomics, and everything <laughs> is immaculately done, and the display and everything. And sometimes you you know you look around and you said, "Who the hell is paying for this place?" You get what I'm saying? <laughs> but they don't understand that yeah. the type of work that goes into maintaining the um, the scenery and the, the comfort of how a customer should feel when they walk into a dealership, oh. and what we do, we discount, we totally discount the, the individuals who work in the dealerships as well. You go on certain programs and all you see is pretty cars and features and fast cars and, you know, the yeah. maintenance of it. But, you know, never, never a program to, to take the time to appreciate the persons who work in the background, such as yourself, of yeah. course, right? Yeah. Doing the paperwork, ensure that the wheels are constantly turning and the doors are opening and the light stays yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, well, exactly. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the swan effect where like, you know, like above the water, they're like very graceful. Everything looks so pretty. But under, it's like like a crazy, like kind of <laughs> exactly. under the water, you know, the legs are going like crazy. And I guess that's kind of a lot of the employees and like, I mean, accounting and everything too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're just like trying to make keep keep you know keep the business running and like I, that's why I kind of like really liked when I when I heard about your program like about your podcast and everything I was just like oh this is really interesting you're like <laughs> talking to like people <laughs> exactly. right that are there and I mean I mean you know I can only speak for like my own personal experience right from like it's not 
not all dealerships are the same. Everyone's a little different. Every yeah. dealership's a little different. Yeah, every, every dealership has their own culture, that. and that culture is yeah. that culture is emulated by the the leadership of that yeah, dealership yeah. itself, right? The leader of the dealership, either the owner or the managing director, they set the tone of the dealership mm-hmm. itself. So yeah. a customer will walk in and they will immediately feel the experience of what that dealership is all about. If you walk in that dealership today and you say, for instance, John Brown is dealing with you today and then next month you go back for your service and then Kerry-Ann is dealing with you today and then three Mm, months after you go for another service and then Rachel is dealing with you. You're like, where have all the people gone? So, I mean, it is what it is. But, um, the, the... you know, I'm always rooting for the parts department, right? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, tell tell us a little bit more about your inventory control um, from experience working in parts when we're doing like stock taking, stock count. Well, what oh, was that yeah. like? Oh, well, again, I, I mean, I'm not like an actual manager in accounting, so I don't know all of the intricate stuff. But like from my perspective with uh, from accounting, a lot of it is like, Okay, so like parts has like these parts, like, you know, like this inventory that is coming in, they're allocating it, they're selling, and then what happens is like they're putting it into stock and then they're also selling it at the same time. Right. <laughs> Some, right. But like from accounting, it's like, okay, but like we have to pay the vendor. So, you know, the manufacturer that we're buying the parts from, like accounting has to pay the bill at the end of the day. So it's yeah. more of making sure that what we are about to pay reflects what like inventory that we have here and that we're potentially selling because mm-hmm. usually like it, so like for inventory which we recently just did like accounting has to be on site just to make sure that like what we, what accounting has like okay these are the you know like the number of brakes and tires that we saw that we're kind of allocating for we're about to pay the vendor this mm-hmm. is that what we actually had yeah here physically and then is that what we're selling if yeah. we're selling them, where are they going to, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, is it a reflecting, like, kind of, like, um, like the, you know, the profits that we're getting in the net that we're kind of receiving at the end of the day? Yeah. And so a lot of it is that, I mean, like, so communicating with the parts department and, and like, just kind of making sure that like, the invoices that they have, have the, you know, the, um, the bills of lading yeah. where they receive, where we receive those, those amounts, like that many tires, that many breaks yeah. on this day. <laughs> on this day and like does it reflect what we're about to pay like those vendors those tire hotel like you know like the tire brands or like the manufacturing kind of like oem uh, brands and stuff like that so like it's it's fun i mean it's, again it's learning every day like sometimes like if we say like accounting kind of like sees it this way but then we don't see the physical inventory that's here so maybe we might have received let's say 500 breaks yeah. that week but then some of them were defective and so now we're returning them so of yeah. course when we we don't see so that means we're not going to sell you know like that many number of breaks in the future but like we don't also don't have that many breaks in inventory so but then when are we going to get like kind of like like the 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 rebate or the refund for those defective parts that we receive and now we're sending back right right and so like accounting unless we we know that there's something like that happening we're just going to be like why are we paying this like 500 breaks but like, where we don't we don't have 500 breaks in inventory <laughs> like, what, what happened yeah. to them yeah <laughs> yeah right? there has to be a reconciliation yeah 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 and so like it's it's 
it's a lot of it's a lot of like kind of that it's a lot of kind of like like we only see this but then like you know the this kind of comes down the line and like when you're just looking at numbers numbers and accounts all the like all the time you don't really see um kind of like the effect or the impact of it kind yeah. of like from parts let's say parts department or the accounting department there's a lot of like trying to put the story together yeah <laughs> it's a lot of like investigating trying to put put those stories together to be like oh okay this is why you know like even though the invoice says 500 we only have 450 <laughs> like, right and like maybe we sold them maybe we sold them already right and maybe they're already been spoken for or they're defective and all that stuff. yeah yeah. So, yeah you have yeah. to take into account the um the goods in transit as well so yeah, uh, yeah yeah exactly each manager is different like they want it this way they kind of understand it in this way and so or another way like one one manager will kind of understand it like in an excel like this and then another one will be like this is too much for me i i kind of like want to see this mm-hmm. and so i think it's being able to kind of adapt to to uh, and support the other departments that kind of way <laughs> yeah so. yeah because i know i know some dealerships they they have they have innovated so much that they allowed um it to come in and set up their systems that everything is done real time so at uh yeah at the at the closing of at the closing of the month once mm-hmm. you you hit that button all the reports are closed off the accounts are closed yeah. off and then all you do is just go back and reconcile usually yeah. between three days to a week but yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, we'll eventually yeah. get there but yeah. uh my... I mean, we're, we're tracking towards i think four days now at my at the dealership that we're at we're tracking at four days four days yeah four yeah. days isn't bad anything anything <laughs> yeah. anything under a week is, is, yeah. Uh, is excellent. Yeah. yeah i mean in the past a week or even 10 days i think even like 10 days was like for the whole like full close yeah was already kind of pushing it but now like now it's like four days three days i think i've heard they're trying to get down to one day, one day yeah. <laughs> right and so there's a lot of like compressing of time mm-hmm. which means there's a lot of compressing of like like computing information right and I, and I think that's um being able to kind of like cut off the month I think is another thing that I guess kind of like the other departments kind of have to be able to close their own month mm-hmm. so then accounting can like formally close <laughs> yeah. and reporting everything so yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. it's a learning curve everyone's different and with um even like new employees coming in, they like, it's a constant kind of like stream of like training and adapting and like, kind of like, like, yeah, like a lot, of, it's a lot of training, cross training. It's a lot of like, have like one being, going even being between like different dealerships or auto groups, things are done differently. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. And so it's not, it's, it's like a constant learning curve. You're on that curve. You're always on that curve. Always on that curve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never get off the curve. Um, never yeah. too old to learn as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my, my final question to you with uh, how should we prepare for a, for a market that's constantly changing? How do we prepare? I think it's to just be prepared for that change because it will yeah. change i i think it, it, yes it does it does yeah because, like because of covid now it's it mm-hmm. it's it actually surprised a lot, a lot of people and um one of the yeah. things i mm-hmm. always try to encourage like former colleagues in the past is have mm-hmm. a defensive mechanism in place at all times because yeah. once 
anything happens, either a natural disaster or an economic crash or something in the market, the auto industry is affected first mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because people, yeah, people stop buying so. cars mm-hmm. or people <laughs> will keep their old car longer or yeah. the dealership mm-hmm. wants this because they're so sales centric. They mm-hmm. once, once they, the numbers fall off, then they're in a panic mode. So, I mean, it, it is a frenzy. It's a frenzy. It's a panic. And it's a panic, I think, across the industry. But I, I think the only thing to be prepared for, like, because we can't see that far into the future, we can't see what's ha- going to happen, like, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. I think, like, the defense mechanism is just to be prepared that it will change, that there will be a change. And, yeah. and to be, like, to be prepared for, to adapt. Whatever it is, whatever whatever adaptation that we're gonna have to do, mm-hmm. um, to just to because it, it will never stay the same. I think in the past there was like things have happened and like the auto industry has been slow, but like now it's true. Like with with COVID in itself is really an illness, but it really affected the auto industry. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way that I don't, I think no one's really thought of, no right. one really saw before. And so I think learn, taking, learning from COVID and like the effects of it is I think being able to kind of be aware of other things happening in the world. So if it's a financial crisis, if it's like another health related thing, even though COVID is a health related thing, it, it affected the auto industry, <laughs> right? Mm. Even though I guess in the past, maybe they thought, well, it won't affect us because it's not, you know, like we're not in the medical field or we're not in the thing, but like, Yes, but like, I mean, transporting medicine and everything like that, I mean, they they run on cars, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trucks and like yeah. everything like that. And so, but I think it's just being aware and being kind of like informed of like kind of like the trends that are happening. So then we are ready being open. Like I think being open to um, new, new ways of doing things. Like yeah. we have to be able to try or at least be open to the idea of trying new things. I think like that really helps. Well, Doris, um, thank you very much for joining me. It has been a pleasure. And um, <laughs> I'm sure that we all learned a lot from your experiences. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I look forward to doing, I look forward to doing a, a second interview because we need to go into maybe the intricacies of, you know, a little more of what you do, but, you know, no trade yeah. secrets, of course. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, again, like, I, 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 I think because of the way I kind of came into the industry, I kind of, like, ended up a little bit everywhere. Yeah. Like, right now, I'm in accounting, but, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows, yeah. No, who knows? <laughs> uh, chief accountant, uh, financial controller next, so who knows? Maybe, maybe, who knows, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see in our seven years. We'll, no? <laughs> of course, of course. I remember everyone. They, we, we all we all met you here first. So yeah, uh, <laughs> don't forget, don't forget the little yeah, people. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll chat. I'll, I'll I'll stop in and chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you again, Doris, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was exciting. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Have a great day. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Remember to rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you're leaving with a better understanding of the individuals who work in the auto industry. Until next time. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.